0: Hello everyone, and thanks so much for joining us for this new episode of the Food Science Addict podcast. In this podcast, we aim at discovering food science topics for those of you who already know what food science is, and also for those of you who are not sure about it. Listen to us while we unravel the mystery and wonders of food science, from ingredients, functionalities, to novel technologies, to novel foods, and much more. Episode is sponsored by the Institute of Food Science and Technology, a professional membership body for those interested in food science and technology. Stay till the end to find out more about IFST. The manufacturing of coffee from fruit to roasted and or grounded bean may lead to the production of by-products, which can be recapped in three major ones. Coffee pulp and husk, coffee silver skin, and spent coffee ground. Now what can we do? What is coffee pulp and husk? Pulp and husk are respectively a product derived from the wet or dried process of removal of external components So, when we produce the coffee, then we actually then sell, manufacture. From the manufacturer's point of view, we produce these components, okay? And unfortunately, these are uh, byproducts, okay? So they contain also minerals, and they are a source of tannins or chlorogenic acid, and also caffeine. So we could reuse this type of products to produce something that perhaps is fortified in tannins, or we can actually extract tannins or chlorogenic acid okay or we can fortify uh, products with proteins depending on how many proteins are still there then, what, how about coffee silver skin? Now, the coffee silver skin counts for one to two percent of the fruit. It is the internal integument of the coffee bean and is normally produced during the roasting process. Now, the coffee silver skin is rich in dietary fibers and phenolic compounds and can be actually used to fortify something like biscuits, for example. Spent coffee ground is another type of byproduct that can be produced from the manufacturing of coffee. This type of coffee by-product is the final one that is produced in the coffee industry and is commonly used to obtain instant coffee. Now, the roasted coffee beans are then used to produce coffee via extraction and nowadays, given sustainability issues and the urge to use waste products coming from food processing in a novel and smart way, Our understanding of the use of byproducts of coffee for other purposes has advanced. So what can coffee byproducts be also used for? First of all, we can produce mushrooms. Now coffee byproducts can be used as potential substrate for mushroom cultivation and this has been happening already for three decades. Since coffee pulp and husk are powerful sources of organic compounds, they have been used in blends with coffee leaves and coffee cherry waste in order to produce an effective substrate for Mushroom cultivation. An alternative use of coffee byproduct is also as compost to produce fertilizers for soils. And I don't know if you have read some of my latest blog articles in thefoodscienceaddict.com, but I've been talking about a startup, a Lisbon-based Portuguese startup that actually produces these substrates, um, some some kind of kit that you can order and have home in order to have your own farm. Basically, they collect coffee ground from uh, those places where coffee is produced and what they do they just uh, give you the chance to buy a kit that you can use to grow the mushrooms actually. So what can coffee by products be also used for? First of all we can extract some enzymes from coffee or at least the food waste. So basically enzymes like pectinase, tannase, silanase among the many others They can be used for food applications in order to improve textural characteristics or influence aroma and flavor. Now, speaking of something that is not necessarily um, used for food, we can also use coffee byproducts to produce biofuels. Now, the potential for production from coffee byproducts has been investigated and positive results have been obtained, with yields of ethanol ranging between 50 and 78 percent. Going back to food, coffee byproducts can also be used as a source of dietary fiber. It is no secret that dietary fibers can contribute to gastrointestinal health and cause many beneficial effects to human health in general. Coffee grounds and coffee silver skin are characterized by their high percentage in dietary fiber, 60 to 54 percent and can be used in food formulations for the development of function of functional foods. Now, it looks like we will talk about coffee byproducts for a while in the coming years. Now, it is true that with coffee byproducts we can do many different things. But how about those who are looking for coffee alternatives? What are the new products? Being a coffee lover and addicted, I find it very difficult to adapt to any alternative. But I'm also a food scientist and also a naturally curious person. So even if I think I might hate a product, I'll still give it the benefit of the doubt and try it. I try to keep an open mind when talking about coffee alternatives. Even though I haven't tried any yet, I'm sure I might like some of them. But let's talk about the reason why we might need coffee alternatives. Coffee is a very popular thanks to its energizing effect, the aroma, caffeine content. However, you know that overconsumption of caffeine can be concerning for some, and this is why there is this interest in developing coffee alternatives. So here are some of them. I'm going to talk about them now. The first alternative is chicory root. Now, dried and ground chicory root blended with coffee is a strategy to reduce the caffeine content of coffee. Historically, even Napoleon aimed at replacing coffee with chicory roots. Nowadays, France, Belgium and the Netherlands are one of the world's primary producers of chicory. It is worth mentioning that chicory root can be a healthier alternative to coffee. It also contains inulin, which is a powerful prebiotic and can contribute to our gut health. Not only chicory roots. Nowadays, many small and medium companies are developing novel blends and finding new alternatives. Based on upcycled ingredients, Atomo, a US company, produces a blend of chicory roots, date seeds and grape seeds. Their alternative to coffee has a decreased bitterness that some might not like. However, most of my Italian friends like coffee because of its bitterness. I guess that the US market prefers something a bit less bitter. Another alternative to produce coffee or an alternative to coffee are mushrooms, once again. Now, mushroom beverages are not a surprise. Specific mushrooms were used for medicinal purposes for centuries and there is also evidence of the use of mushrooms beverages as an alternative to coffee during World War II when coffee beans were not easily available. Mushroom coffee alternatives are a good strategy if you aim at cutting the amount of coffee you ingest per day or if you are curious about trying other functional beverages. I would be very interested in trying mushroom cappuccino with oat milk. Would the combination work? taste and flavor-wise. If you're curious to try some, there is this company that is called London Nootropic. I will link that uh, and Atomo as well in the episode description. I haven't tried their products yet, but it looks very promising. So if you do try some of London Nootropic products, please do let me know and give me a feedback. Another alternative to coffee could be the use of adzuki beans. Although not necessarily used as coffee alternatives, these beans contribute to reproducing coffee flavor thanks to their composition in pyrazines, pyroles, and pyridines. I am not sure if I'm pronouncing them correctly, but you can, ra- you can read the blog article on the food science addict. I will link that in the episode description too. So these compounds that I've just mentioned are present in roasted azuki beans and are also responsible for coffee's pleasant aroma and flavor. Azuki beans are produced in Asian countries, and if you happen to go to a Japanese Starbucks, you might be able to order an azuki Frappuccino. Now I've given you these little hints. What we need to do now is starting the hunt and look for available products to taste. If you already know about brands that produce alternative beverages that are coffee-like, feel free to mention them. You can write a comment on my blog, thefoodscienceaddict.com, or you can also send a message to uh, our Instagram at thefoodscienceaddict. You can also send us an email to thefoodscienceaddict at outlook.com. But you will be reminded of that when I will give you my official goodbyes for this episode. But before that, I'm going to leave you to a little promo. Before finishing and saying goodbye to everyone, I'd like to thank the Institute of Food Science and Technology for sponsoring Season 2 of the Food Science Addict Podcast. The IFST is the UK's leading professional body for those involved in all aspects of food science and technology. The IFST provides a variety of benefits as part of their membership, including free knowledge resources, topical events and professional recognition the IFSD members are like you they are studying or working in all areas of the food sector in industry education and governmental organizations find out more about IFSD and become a member today by heading to ifst.org Thank you so much for joining us for this new episode of the food science addict if you have any questions or any doubts do not hesitate and send an email to the at outlook.com or send a dm to our instagram at the food this podcast has been produced thanks to the help of some of the university of service students and you will be meeting some of them in the next episodes but until then take care and goodbye